Welcome to the Granary Church podcast. We're happy you could join us. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. Welcome everyone. Thank you for coming to church this morning. If you're new visiting, we wanted to say hello. So please come say hello at the end of the service to one of our friendly volunteers. And I see there's a live streaming happening as well. So we want to say welcome to people who are watching us live and hearing this message via podcast. So good to be here. If you haven't met before, my name is Sam. Sam, I born and brought up in India. Uh, not just because of the summer tan that we have, I got turned up brown today, but uh, I was, that's where I was born. And uh, my first relationship with Granary started this week, 20 years ago. So that's when the first team uh, came to India. You can see young Gray Irvin there. He just turned uh, 40. But look at the team. Look at the baby faces. We see Josh there. We see all Sky, Asher. Asher had this hair as big as, you know, it can be anything, you know. Anyway, such a great team with our beloved Betty Shepherd and Sam Irvin there as well. That was my first relationship uh, with Granary. And I never knew that 20 years later I would be here with you all, you know, that, that would have been an impossible thing back then. But mission strip back then was really hard. People were sleeping on thin mattresses. <laughs> they were small. They were hard. And, uh, you know, this pre-smartphone uh, era, no internet. Our internet was there, but barely you could access it. It was one of the tough, tough times to do mission trip. But I tell you what, that minute, that trip uh, made a massive impact on our church and our many people, especially in my life. So uh, I'm ever grateful to God for um, the team, the, the the trip, the mission trip that continued to happen uh, ever since then. During that time, as you can say, I, I was a teenager myself. I, I was in my year 12. And uh, in that era, the popular thing going around was slam books. I don't know if you're aware of slam books. Slam books are like autograph books, but it got heaps of questions in it. And so you would have uh, questions like, where would you be in the next five years? Or where, 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 what, if, you had, if you had a chance to go on a holiday, which destination would you go? Uh, and each book has different questions. So my book that, that I had had a different question in it to other books, it was, if you had a secret power to be invisible, what would you do? So I've, I gave my a slam book to the team that came around. And so some of the young people wrote in that for that question. But what would you do if you had a secret power? You know, uh, this, this kind of uh, uh, led me to um, this passage in Acts chapter 8. You'll, be, you'll see that on the screen. Uh, Acts chapter 8, verses 9 to 24. Now for some time a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But 
but when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. You see, Simon, um, he's been... He, People, the great crowd of people followed him because he had something to offer. He had amusing them with the sorcery, with the tricks, and with the mag magic things that he was performing. But um, it, it reminded me of this of the uh, of the uh, statement that uh, William Shakespeare said once. He said, "All that glitters is not gold." So he was offering glitter that was shiny, that was attracting people. But Philip had something far more powerful, far more solid to offer. And when people heard about the good stuff, when they, people heard about the, uh, uh, the good news of the kingdom, people started to give their lives and people were ba getting baptized. And uh, Simon himself, when he saw what was happening, when, when he heard, when he saw what Philip was doing, what God was doing through Philip, he's, he gave his life and he got baptized and he started following uh, Philip everywhere and watching him uh, uh, perform signs and uh, wonders. And so Simon had this thirst, has this power, uh, has this desire to to get access to this power. And so he was watching it. And the good news of new believers added to the church, early church, has, has been passed to uh, the apostles in uh, um, Jerusalem. And so when, when the apostles heard about this good news that so many new believers in a town called Samaria has been added, they, they, they sent apostle Peter and John to the, to the city of Samaria. When they came and they started laying their hands upon the people, as you can see, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers, their believers there, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them, they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, on, on the new believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. So Simon thinks that he was so amazed, he was so, uh, he was so touched by the work of the Holy Spirit as, people, as the apostles laid their hands on, on the new believers, them receiving this uh, power of the Holy Spirit. He was, he was very intrigued and he thought, you know what, what, at whatever cost, I would love to have this access to this power. And so he's, he, he, he said to Peter, here's my money. Can I have this power? You know, sometimes um, it's like me um, buying a car that would take me to my destinations and hoping secretly that it would actually take me to my destiny. That doesn't happen. That doesn't work that way. With money, it doesn't do everything. You know, with money, you can probably uh, uh, buy a good home, a good house, but you cannot buy a home. You can, you can, 
you can buy medicine, you cannot buy good health. You can buy clock, but not time. You can buy insurance, but not safety. So with material wealth, you can't buy everything. So Simon was caught up with this. this he thought his money could buy him. I tell you what, you cannot get access to the power of the Holy Spirit with the material things. It comes because we have a personal relationship with, with our God. It's not about the, the things that what you do will give you an access. It's about the time that we spend with him. You know, I recently went to India with my family, with three kids on the plane. That was another story in itself. But um, every time I go to India, I have this tradition of going to uh, the barber shop that is close to my home. If you ever have a chance to go to India, I would highly recommend visit a barber shop and get a head massage there. It's like for, for, the, for the person who's looking from the outside, I took my father-in-law once to a barber shop and I said, I was getting this head massage. And he saw that, I said, no, he said, no thanks. Uh, because it's like playing drums on your head. They put some oil on you, they whack you. It's, you know, you pay for it <laughs> to get whacked. But it's, it's such a good feeling. It's such a good relaxing thing. Um, I'm not encouraging you to go to India to get him head, uh, get whacked, but you know. But what I'm trying to say is that you know I had this opportunity when I was doing my routine Indian tradition thing that I have. Uh, the the barber introduced me to a young guy who was sitting on the bench, uh, waiting for his turn to be get whacked. And so he's sitting there and we're having conversations and the barber asking me questions and this young man is looking and hearing these questions and then uh, the barber introduces me to this young man and he, he, he goes, oh, what do you do in Australia? I said, I'm a pastor, I work for a church. And he said, oh, great. I, I read Bible. I've read the Bible. I said, oh, which chapter or which passage? No, he's like, no, no, I read the whole Bible. In fact, I read Bible 19 times. And I was like, what? 19 times? Are you a Christian? I said, no, I like... I like re I read Bhagavad Gita, which is the uh, Hindu uh, religious book. I've read other religious books. So I read uh, Bible, but I love Bible because my favorite book in the Bible, he, he said, was uh, Revelation because it talks about the future. And, and, and I've, I've, I, I love rereading it. And I was like, okay, so you've read Bible for 19 times, but uh, do, you, like, do you follow Jesus? Do you, do you know him? And he goes, oh... No, no, I, I just like reading it. See this, and then we had a conversation that went, you know, I had to stop my shaving halfway through. Um, you know, half shaved. I, this conversation went for half an hour. We're having some challenging questions there. But at the end of it, you know, I, sh I shared my personal story with him. And, stuff, and I said, you know, this guy, young guy had all the head knowledge that he could have, but he, he didn't have the heart knowledge. And doesn't matter how, how good your theology is, how good, uh, you know, your past experiences. It is about now. How is it today? How is it fresh to you, the, the, the personal revelation of who Jesus is? So going back to the story, Peter got really upset when, when he heard that uh, Simon wanted to buy this uh, power with, with his money. 
And uh, because Peter didn't gain this with, with his power or with his practical the- uh, knowledge that he had of who Jesus is, but he actually gained this because he had a personal revelation of who Jesus is. In Matthew chapter 16, uh, verses from 15 to 19, we see, you know, Jesus asks uh, his disciples, who do people say I am? And, uh, you know, in the, in the group, someone said, oh, you're like the prophet, uh, uh, you're John the Baptist or prophet Jeremiah uh, or Elijah. And then Jesus asks again, who do you say I am? And then Peter responds. Peter was the first one to respond and he says, Jesus, you're the son of Messiah. You are the you are the you are the son of God. You are the Messiah. You are your son of God. And because and Jesus Jesus says, let's read that. Um, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replies, "Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven." And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bound, bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's what a personal revelation does. It gives us the key. Jesus himself promised Peter that I'll give you this key of this kingdom. Imagine we have a UK friends here. If, if we had the key for the Buckingham Palace. It won't just open the front gate of the Buckingham Palace. It would actually take us to the the front door. The if there is a safe there with all the crowns, it might take. I've never been there, so I'm assuming this. But you know, you you get the key, and you know you get to have access to the kingdom, not just to a gate, not just to a thing. You know, this is what the personal revelation of who Jesus is can give us too. It can, it gives us the access. It gives us the access to have to really experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, imagine if you if you had a key to go to, let's say a one of the four big banks, and if you had that key to go to the safe, you, would, you won't just see a $100 note lying there. You would see millions of dollars, I would assume, in a, in a safe. So if the earthly world can give us, access, uh, give us access to that much of money, imagine, I'm not talking about just money, I'm talking about what a key to the kingdom can give us as followers of Christ. What would enable us to do? What would it change? How would we walk to our local ca- coffee shop when we know that we carry the key? When we know that we carry the key, how would we wake up to challenges that we face every day and say, you know what, A- enemy, you're not the owner. I have the key because God has given me that key. I know him, he's going to come through. I know him, he's going to provide. I know him that he will even though it feels like going down the hill, I know even in my valleys, I know that God will be with me. So that's what the personal revelation does. You know, my favorite verse is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I can say it by heart. But you will receive power when the Holy, Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you. I know as Christians we have, we have the Holy Spirit. 
there's four ways I've, I believe that the Holy Spirit works. It's Holy Spirit with us, Holy Spirit in us, Holy Spirit upon us, and Holy Spirit through us. Uh, it's not all the same. Uh, we get confused sometimes. But if you let, if you really emphasize, if you go to a gym, um, I, I hear Mark and Stu kind of hang together to go to the gym and do workout. And Stu every time comes back and says, uh, my thighs are sore because his muscle has been worked on. And so in the same way, when we exercise the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, we get to experience not just Holy Spirit with us, in us. It's not about Holy Spirit doing something to us. It's actually Holy Spirit enables us to do something through us. And that's a game changer. That changes everything. And, and, uh, and so w- when I received this word, when I read this passage, you know, sometimes you read passages, and, uh, but sometimes in a time when you read it, it really sticks to, stick to it. And this was Acts chapter 1 verse 8 was like that to me in, in the year 2009. When I uh, read this, it was on the 1st of January. And I'm at a crossroads because I just finished my master. I, was, I will be about finishing my master's that year. And uh, I was look, working out if I would go for work or my sister invited me to America to do, I wanted to do Bible college. So my sister invited me, oh, come stay with us. She lives in Reading. And so I could go uh, do Bible college. Or uh, I had this option where I really wanted to come to Australia for, for, for the effect of uh, granary over my life. So I really wanted to come to Australia. But in, uh, when, in 2004, when uh, after the first trip came, 2004, there's an, another uh, a small group came from Tuvumba, and uh, one of the men over there, uh, he he when he came down, he asked me, Sam, what would you do in the next when you when 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 you when you'd finish your college, what would you what would you like to do? And I said, I would love to go to Australia. Uh, and so this is 2004, very humble days. But in in that year, when when he said, Oh, you know what? If you truly believe. That, uh, that God can provide you for that. And if you trust him, he will. Uh, so start, uh, start out in acting and in faith. And he said, um, start saving for your trip to Australia. And so this is 2004. And so he gave me $10. That's 500 rupees. It may, $10 may not seem big, but 500 rupees is a lot of money uh, as a young teenager for me. And so 500 rupees he gave me and I opened a bank account and uh, I started um, uh, saving from 2004 to 2009. So when I heard this message, when I heard this word uh, and at this crossroads and Acts 1.8, you will be my witness uh, to the ends of the earth. I literally said Jerusalem was India, you know, because that's your home. Um, for you, Australia, it could be Judea and Samaria, could be Stockton and Maitland or Queensland or well, Victoria. And, and for me, the, the part that really stuck me is that when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, it will take you to the ends of the earth. You'll be a witness to the ends of the earth. And so for me, ends of the earth was when I came back into my uh, uh, living room, we have a, a world uh, map on, on our wall, 
and on the on the map you see Australia as on the on the bottom of it. So I literally took the word as God is taking me to Australia. So I just said, Lord, I don't know if this this word, uh, if you really want me to take to uh, take take me to Australia. I know that financially that's an impossible thing. So, but Lord, I'm gonna trust you completely. So I I took the $100 that I saved from $10 to $100 all the five years in 2009. I took that $100 and gave it to our church because our church was doing the first uh, first ever youth conference in our city. And I wanted to be part of it. And so I said, Lord, this is my faith exercise. I'm going to trust you completely. Uh, and for me, back then, finances were the big thing. And so I had to trust the most impossible thing then uh, with finance. And so, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. And two weeks later, um, uh, I think 14th of January, we had a big crusade in, in, in town. And um, after the crusade, I was serving there, helping do, uh, in whatever way I could. And the pastor, uh, he after the, con- after the conference, he invited me to come to his, his home. And so when I went to his place, he said, Sam, uh, you did a great job. I want to thank you. Uh, Here's a little gift that I want to bless you with. And um, before I, from January 1st, when I received this word to the 14th, in the midtime, I went for the first time, I went to the website of Hillsong College because that's where I was planning to come. And so uh, Hillsong College website said that I needed $200 to apply not the college fees, just to apply uh, for the uh, for the college, and so, and and so when I when I said, okay, Lord, if it's your will, show me, prove me that uh, this is what you, this is where you want me to take me to, and so when I opened the cover, the envelope that the pastor gave, I expected it to be hundred, uh, uh, sorry, um, five hundred rupees uh, in there because that's a good amount, ten dollars. Um, but when I opened it, there was there wasn't one note. There were two notes, and it's not 500 rupee notes. It was actually 100 US dollar note and 100 US dollar note. There were 200 dollars uh, in that envelope, and I really want to sh- share this story. You may sound like I'm talking about finances. It's not about finances. This is about trusting the Lord, trust knowing that He will provide, and. Uh, the story didn't end there, you know. Um, it continued from then on. I needed to pay for IELTS score. Uh, IELTS is uh, is an in- international English language testing score, IELTS. Um, when I, for that that costed uh, that that would cost me another seven thousand rupees, which is about one hundred and twenty dollars. And and I didn't have that money, and uh, I paid $200 for the uh, uh, Hillsong College application. I'm trusting for my next 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 position, uh, uh, and and then this uh, couple comes to uh, from America to to do some ministry in India, and I went as a translator. Guess what? They blessed me exactly 7,000 rupees after their trip. It was exactly God was providing. Come on, give glory to God. Um, he was providing whatever I needed. For college fees, I needed $5,000. A Indian pastor blessed me. I didn't, ta- I didn't say how much the college fees was. He knew that I needed college fees to be paid. 
and he transferred amount of money into my bank account. With all the conversion, it was exactly, not a dollar less, not a dollar more, exactly what I needed. I can tell you stories upon stories of how God provided. I put, I think, a numbers together and said, you know, um, how much, how much did, I, did, God, did God provide for my three years of college? And it was more than $60,000 that he provided. Um, and, I, and this is not just about... Um, me expecting that I give $100 and God giving me all this money. This is about, Lord, I'm going to trust you with everything that I got. Zero. Back then that was zero. I got $100. That's all I had. I gave it all. And I'm stepping out in faith, Lord. And I did. And I did. And, I, and this is what, when you surrender yourself, when you ask Holy Spirit power to come and use you and work through you, he can do wonders. He can do mighty things. Can I ask the band to come up, please? You know, we, we are surrounded by ocean in Australia. And every, every time you go to the beach, it's beautiful to look at. My favorite thing on Australia Day is to go to the beach. And the entire time, my wife's already love going to the beach and kids go in the water. I don't get into the water. It's too cold for me. <laughs> But 26th of January, the sun is right up, right up. It heated up throughout from Christmas to January. The water is at a good temperature, you know. But when you step in, you know, it's good to experience waves coming and crashing at your feet. But it's another whole experience when you actually swim in it. And you get a dip and you go swim in it. Even though I'm not a swimmer, I like going deeper and deeper because it just refreshes. It just does something powerful. With this, it's the same with the, with the Holy Spirit. You know, you, you may step in and experience a little bit of it, but when you go in deep, when you go swimming, He can do mighty things through that. It refreshes you. Um, so this year, I want to encourage you guys. You might be sitting there thinking, oh, that's Sam's story. God did something to him. But I, be, I know that God will do the same or something unique for you. Whatever the impossible mountain you may have, it might be a relationship, it might be uh, work situations, it might be anything else that you, whatever the big mountain that you may have. But if you trust the Holy Spirit and if you surrender yourself to the power of the Holy Spirit that we get to have access to. Remember the slambic, if you had the power, to do something, what would you do? What would the Holy Spirit do through you if you give Him that access? Can I encourage you to stand up this morning and invite the Holy Spirit? You know, you might be feeling, I'm not worthy of Holy Spirit to move in me or do things in me. Or you might be wishing uh, maybe this is for somebody else. This is not for me. Can I encourage you? Enemy is a liar. And he wants to tell you that it's not true. You're not worthy of it. The same Jesus who died for me, he died for you too. The same power of the Holy Spirit that works in India, that works in America, that works in Newcastle too, that works in your life too. So today, 
on top of all the New Year resolutions you have, can you put Holy Spirit on top of it and say, Lord, I don't know 2022, 2020, all these years, I don't know about them, but I know with the power of the Holy Spirit, 2023 going to be a different year than what it has been for all these decades of my life. I know that with the power of the Holy Spirit, I know that you're going to do great things. Imagine you got this you got this pen for Christmas. And I'm taking this pen around to show you. Look at this pen. This is amazing. I love it. I love the design. I love how cool it looks. Oh, it shines. But actually the pen that you received can can you can understand, you can know the experience of it when you actually take that lid off and start writing. Maybe we've been having this Holy Spirit and we kind of put a cap on it and say we've limited we've drawn boundaries around it and we've limited maybe today is the time where we can say lord open this and you write the story you write i have some plans and some uh, goals for 2023 but lord i am trusting you for 2023 you write the story Thank you for listening to our Sunday podcast. If you enjoyed it, either subscribe or follow on the podcast app that you use to keep up to date on when our next Sunday podcast gets released. Have a safe and blessed week.